Hello there, and welcome to the Cat's Pyjamas. I'm so happy to have you here. This podcast is all about language and words. So, if you're a word nerd, a bookworm, or you just love language, then this is the podcast for you. So, are you ready to dive into the world of words? Have you ever tried to flatter someone or praise them to make them feel good? Maybe you forgot your homework, so you had to charm your teacher and tell them how beautiful they looked that day so you didn't get into trouble. Or maybe you really wanted a new pair of sneakers, so you flattered your mum or dad until they felt so special that they bought them for you. Well, there's a name for what you did then. It's called buttering someone up. The term butter up is a transitive verb and means to be very kind or friendly to someone or try to please someone so that person will do what you want them to do. But where does this term come from? Well, to work that out, we'll need to jump into our time machine and travel back to 1600 BC. This is the decade that we see the earliest occurrence of rubber balls, the development of the windmill in Persia, a 21-year record of the appearances of Venus, which is now the oldest surviving astronomical document in the world, and the creation of the world's oldest verified alphabet by the Phoenician civilization across the Mediterranean. In the Hindu temples in India, it was a tradition for people to throw small balls of ghee butter onto sculptures of various deities or gods during their time of worship. The balls of butter were considered an offering for their gods. They hoped that by buttering up the gods, they would be rewarded with things like abundant crops, peace and good health. If we travel forward slightly through time, during 600 AD to 900 AD, people in Tibet would create sculptures made out of coloured butter and place them on display for their gods to see. Traditionally, this was done during the New Year celebrations as a gift to the gods for favour in the coming year. Offering food as a sacrifice to gods or deities is something that has been done as far back as humans can remember. And personally, if someone gives me a gift of food, I am definitely more inclined to do something for them. Interestingly enough, there are a lot of phrases or idioms in the English language that are food-related. Maybe when you talk, you waffle on a little too much. Perhaps you were on a plane that made a pancake landing. Maybe you egg your friends on in the playground at school. Or you jam all of your clean clothes into the wardrobe when mum asks you to put them away. It's funny how often food comes up in our language. I think this is because human culture has a unique relationship with food. Take animals, for example. Animals' relationship with food is generally purely a matter of instinct. They need to eat to exist. Humans have an emotional connection with food. We prepare it, we create it, 
we discover new foods, explore different flavours and invent new ways of preparing food. Food is a way for us to have an emotional connection with other people. We all remember one meal that our parents or grandparents used to cook that we loved or maybe that we disliked eating. Families and friends come together to eat. In many cultures and religions, feasts or meals are a huge component of who they are and how they celebrate. If you have a friend or neighbour going through a hard time, you might even make them a meal to show your support. Food is also a way that we identify with our culture or heritage. You might have a recipe that's a traditional meal from your culture or one that your family has passed down through the generations. It's a way we identify who we are and where we come from and also a way for us to share our culture with other people. As the famous cookbook author James Beard said, food is a common ground, a universal experience. It doesn't matter what your culture or race or background is. It doesn't matter if your skin is black, white, brown or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, Buddhist, Muslim or Jewish. We all have to eat. We all have different foods we like to eat, different foods we don't like, different foods that speak to our culture or heritage. But the connection we have to food and eating is something basic that everyone understands. Food makes us happy. Just ask any child given a donut covered in sprinkles or colourful fairy floss if they feel happy. Biting into a piece of cool, fresh watermelon on a hot day or sipping a warm, hot chocolate while a thunderstorm brews, we find joy and magic in good food. Is there an important event or saying in your family that comes from food? I know in my house, my grandparents were part of a church who didn't believe in eating red meat or drinking alcohol. My grandmother didn't worry so much about the religious rules and so our family joke is that the meat or alcohol cooks out of the food. Anytime there's something in food that we might not like or might not be supposed to eat, we joke and say, oh, don't worry, it cooks out. Food has given us a saying that not only makes us laugh, but also gives us a way to remember our grandmother and feel joy in being together as a family. Maybe it's time for you to ask your parents or grandparents to help you make a special family meal. It might be one that's traditional in your house or in your cultural heritage. If you've never cooked a meal from your culture, maybe it's time to learn. In the same way that we honour the past with stories and literature, we need to preserve our food cultures with the memories they stir up and the recipes that bring them back to life. Can you think of any other food-related phrases we might use? If so, I'd love to hear from you because you are amazing and intelligent and I'm not just trying to butter you up when I say that you are the cat's pyjamas. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the cat's pyjamas. Also, a huge thanks to Jackie from New Zealand for your beautiful review. I am so glad you're enjoying my podcast. 
You may have heard in our last episode that I have just joined Patreon. For those of you who enjoy the podcast and would like to partner with me in being able to continue bringing it to the world, head on over to Patreon. There are three different tiers you can choose from, the pig's wings, the monkey's elbow or the bee's knees. Each tier comes with different benefits and after the three-month mark, patrons at all levels will qualify for a special exclusive gift. You can find me on Patreon by searching for The Cat's Pyjamas or head over to my website www.dictionfairy.com.au and follow the links. If you check out the show notes for this episode, there are some great resources including a word puzzle and some book recommendations. If you have a phrase or words that you've been wondering about and you'd like me to look into, please find me on Instagram at the Diction Fairy, or head to my website, www.dictionfairy.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review and tell your friends.